Welcome to the Authors Lighthouse Podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Authors Lighthouse. A few weeks ago, we talked about the physical parts of the book and how they're put together. This week, we're going to discuss the inside of a book. Yes, all the content and the order it usually appears in. Now, please keep in mind, this is not a hard and fast rule. And yes, you can make a book with any or all of these parts in almost any order. But if you want your book to look professional, there are the basics of the industry standards. There are some variances depending on what genre your book is, if it's fiction or nonfiction big picture, there's three main parts. The front matter, the body of the book, and the back matter. Pretty simple. The front matter is all the stuff before the content of the book begins, and the back matter is all the stuff after it. The body is the main content of the book. This applies to both fiction and nonfiction, and pretty much any book out there, even if it's a simple baby board book. So let's dive into each section of in the front section, there are some basics that are standards and others that are totally optional. When you first open a book on the right-hand side, if there is a printed image facing the title page, this is called the frontispiece. If this is included, it's on the left side of the book and it's usually very decorative. The next page is the title page. It should be on the right side of the book. It can be the name of the book, subtitle, author's name, and maybe the publisher's name and their logo. There are two other title pages that can also be included, and these are optional. They are the half title page, aka the bastard title page, that is just the title of the book, and it would also be on the right-hand side of the book. The other additional title page is the second half title page. This is used if your front matter is long, and is used to show the reader where the content or body of the book begins. It's just like the title page in content. The next page is the copyright page, and that is on the left side. It can be simple as the copyright symbol, the year, and the copyright holder's name. It can also be much more complex depending on the book's genre and the publisher. This is where you can put legal notices, book edition, dates of previous versions, Publisher's information, Library of Congress catalog number, disclaimers, typeface, printer's marks, and the ISBN. While this can be overwhelming on what to put on your own copyright page, I recommend looking at a few books and see what looks good to you, both in terms of content and the order that it is presented. Many formatting programs like Atticus have templates for you to use to make this much easier. For my books, I have a legal disclaimer that the characters are a work of fiction and not based on real people, so don't sue me. The copyright statement, info on my publishing company, and website information. Sometimes the cover design, illustrators, editors, or other people who have helped produce the files are also listed here. This is on the left-hand side. 
The next page is the accolades page, and it's usually next, not always in the same order, remember. These are reviews of any kind of prestigious comments about your book. These quotes can appear on the back cover, especially on the dust jacket or in the reviews section when you're setting the book up on Amazon or the other online retailers. The next part is the table of contents. It is very common to have them in a nonfiction book and not so much for fiction, especially, except for the ebook. The ebook usually will have hyperlinks to the beginning of each chapter. I personally like to have them begin on the right side of it, but I have seen it start on the left. It depends on how long your table of contents is as well. The next is the dedication page. This is a statement to dedicate your book to a single person or organization. It can be someone who is close to you or someone who inspired you to write the book. It's usually short and sweet like, to mom, thanks for everything. If you want to get into more detail on how that person helped, there's another section for that. And that section is the acknowledgement page or pages. Here you can list all the people or groups that helped you with the book or the inspiration of it and even write about how they helped. If you want to keep the front matter section shorter, this can also be put in the back of the book in the back matter. And that would be the acknowledgements page, not the dedication page. So next is the forward. This is usually written by someone else other than the author. And it's usually found more nonfiction than fiction. This could be an expert or colleague in the industry to give their insight to the book and validate it for the readers. It is common to think that the preface or the introduction are parts of the body of the book, but it's not but it is the author's chance to introduce you to the book and its intentions behind it. It is part of the body or story, but it's, it's more to set the scene and get the reader in the right mindset, regardless of if it's a fiction or nonfiction book. The last part of the front matter is the epigraph. This is a quote that leads the reader into the meat of the book and further sets the stage for the reader, but also lets the reader that the body of the book is about to begin with the turn of the page. So now we're ready to jump into the body of the book. Before we start the story of the book, the prologue is presented to the reader. While it is not the main focus of the book, it's the first sample of what the book is about in terms of the story. It's usually used in fiction, and it, think of it like a mini prequel. It's not, it's not as common in nonfiction because that's what the introduction section in the front matter can be used for. The reader can jump into the world that you have built and be ready to be swept away by using the prologue. Next are the chapters, and this is the bulk of the book, be it in fiction or nonfiction. There is no set length to chapters. I have seen chapters as short as a page, but the break in between chapters needs to make sense for the content and the flow of the entire book. Sometimes an author can have parts of a book, especially if it is a longer book. Groupings of chapters function like an act of the play. Again, this is the, these, the parts of the book, like part one, part two, part three, add to the flow of the story and should only add to the reader's enjoyment. If the book is long or there's a major shift in view at, or time, 
this is a good place to add that part division. The final part of the body of the book is the epilogue. Uh, epilogue for fiction or the conclusion for nonfiction. The epilogue is the last part or chapter of the book, but it's not usually as long as a full-blown chapter. It lets the reader know what happened to the characters after the story is over. Like those Easter eggs in the Marvel movies, knowing that the Avengers really did go out for shawarma after the final fight scene of the movie, just like Iron Man suggested, is an example of an epilogue. It can also be a place to tease for the next book in the series. For a nonfiction book, the conclusion gives the author a chance to summarize their core ideas and the concepts inside the book. So, moving right along, we have back matter. The first part of the back matter is the afterword. Similar to the forward or preface, the author uses this section to explain the process of the creation of the book and fur connect further with the reader. It can show up in the body of the book. Today, we're going to have it as part of the back matter. Much, much like the epilogue and the afterword, the postscript is a short narrative of a sentence or two. It is a comment to help tie the story up in a neat bow. I like to think of this like the final episode of Quantum Leap, the original one, not the, not the new one. And all it stated was that Dr. Sam Beckett never made it home. It's a perfect example of a postscript for that show. It lets us know that the project was shut down from the body of the story of the final episode. We found that out. But he's still out there somewhere or sometime. Ooh. The appendix or addendum, inter, these are interchangeable terms, are used if there's extra detail or information about the story or the information in the book, especially if it's not a first edition or things have been changed or updated. Appendixes are usually in fiction and addendums are for nonfiction. But like most things in publishing, this is not a hard and fast rule. This section is where tables, charts, graphs, figures, maps, and any other additional content can go. This is a this also includes, but is never limited to content like glossaries, indexes, and chronolo chronology. Ooh, can't say that one. All right, so endnotes. Endnotes are the footnotes that come at the end of the book and are more common in nonfiction. If you're formatting an ebook, all the footnotes that would be at the bottom of the page actually need to be endnotes because ebook pages format to the reader's screen and font settings. I can read an ebook on my phone and then switch to my Kindle and the pages will not look the same at all because the screen size is significantly different. It's easier for the formatter and the reader to have those footnotes as endnotes and they usually have a hyperlink to be able to jump back and forth within the file of the book. Both fiction and nonfiction can have a bibliography. Any external sources are used to create the book. It needs to be put in the bibliography. It's probably one of the few mandatory pages beyond the chapters and copyright page. This is where sources are cited and you can give credit to where you found it. In, even in the show notes, 
I put links or other sources where I found content that helped me write the show to make sure that I'm both transparent with the content and to avoid accusations of plagiarism. Copyright permissions can also be included in this section as well. The way the sources are presented will be determined by what genre your book is in, but it's usually MLA or APA formatting that is used. There are many free online sites that will format the sources for you. I personally like Chegg's Citation Machine. It was perfect for my schoolwork, but it works for other formats as well. Uh, not just the APA that I need to write it in, uh, but it will also organize all your citations alphabetically and let you have multiple folders for different classes or projects. And I did put a link in the show notes to Citation Machine. I think it's fabulous. So the author bio or about the author is the next page. It could also be on the dust jacket on the back flap. This is your chance to let the reader know a little bit about you as a person. It can be formal, especially in nonfiction, or it can give the readers a better picture of who you are, make you a three-dimensional person. I personally find that it can be very difficult to write this section, and I've asked others to help me do so. But the great thing is, once it is written, I save it and use it pretty much everywhere, updating it as needed. I usually have one long one that's about a page long that I use in this section of the book, but I also keep a shorter one that came from this longer version. Write it once and be done with it. It's also a good place to include links to your social media, website, Patreon page, or anything else that you want to mention to your readers. Besides the author bio, there can be a list of contributors or a list of supporters if you've crowdsourced the book. I've seen in many books uh, discussion questions added to the back matter. This could be questions for an academic setting or something more casual like a book club. The questions lead the reader to think deeper about the contents of the book. The last two sections are the coming soon section and the also by pages. Coming soon is a sneak peek to the next book in a series or the next book by that author as a teaser to whet their appetite for that next book. And also it has an opportunity to, for the reader to sign up for a mailing list. So hopefully they won't miss out on the next new release or some other call to action that the author puts in there. The also buy list lets the reader know what other books the author has published and if the author has written books under another pen name or done a collaboration with another author. Wow, that was an exhaustive list. Remember that not all pages are needed. There are other pages that can be added in, uh, but even uh, not all these pages are going to be used in every genre. For my books, I'd like to keep it pretty simple, especially with the front matter. Title page, copyright page, dedication, table contents. That's a bit about it for me. At the end, I will put more content back there with acknowledgments, author bio, and the also buys. For minimum, depending on how close I am to finishing up the next book in the series, which usually isn't the case. 
If I was writing nonfiction, there would be more content in the front matter and back matter, but that would also depend on the kind of book I was writing. So use this guide when you are putting your book together. Like I said earlier, there is no law on how you put your book together, but if you have the intention to be a professional author, knowing what the standard pages that are needed for the book will help validate you as an author. And that is the parts inside a book. This week's show is brought to you by Ally, or the Alliance of Independent Authors. It was the first organization I joined when I decided to move from a hobbyist to a professional in the world of indie publishing. While Ally offers many services like legal and contract advice, publishing guidebooks, and education for their membership through literature, conferences, and podcasts. But my personal favorite service that they offer is the database and directory of author services. If there are any questions on a company's services, if they are legit or not, I hop over to Ally's database to check and see how Ally has rated them before giving them my email address, let alone my manuscript or money. There are lots of other great benefits that you can take advantage of, and you can find out more on the Alliance's website. You can head over to bit.ly ly slash A-L-H dash A-L-L-I. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash A-L-H dash A-L-L-I. I look forward to seeing you all in the Ally Membership Forum soon. The Word of the Week, Agent. An agent is a person or team that represents the author to either the editor or publisher. They are the ones who reach out and submit the book or concept on behalf of the author to sell the intellectual property they usually get about 10 to 15% of the advances and earned royalties from that book. This is not to get confused with other people on the author's team, like a manager or lawyer, but their responsibilities can overlap between them. While it is not mandatory that you have an agent for an author to sell their book to a publisher or imprint, if the publisher does not take unsolicited work then an agent is necessary for submissions to those organizations. And that is the short and simple answer on what an agent is. In this week's news, I just found this out um, on Saturday. So this is very, very new news. And it is amazing. Amazon's return policy. A few months ago, I mentioned in the news that Amazon is actually revamping the return policy for ebooks, and it looks like it's actually happening. This was supposed to have happened at the end of 2022, but with it only being a few weeks into the new year, that's not too bad. Uh, I think that they could have done it a little better, but so be it. They're do they did it. Amazon has updated their return policy to state that the customers quote may not be eligible for a refund if a book has been partially read or we detect account abuse. 
Amazon also added a notice to the Kindle orders page stating that the self-service refund option may not be available. If a customer has a high, return, rate, high rate of returns or has partially read a book, this should, keyword is should, mean that books that are 10% read or more would not qualify for a return. Now, 10% is important because that is the normal amount or, or default amount for a free preview for eBooks as well. We're still waiting to hear back from Amazon to clear this specific point to know what the limit of content read will be for were a return. But knowing that they are looking at return behavior too will help hopefully end this practice of using Amazon as a library and directly hurting authors. For authors accessing their sales reporting page, if an ebook is returned, the author is forced to return any royalties that they've earned from it, even if they have already had those funds deposited in their account. So this is how it directly hurts those authors. I am really glad that the Author Guild took this issue to Amazon and helped into institute the changes to Amazon's return policy. While one author may not be able to create a change, a group of them and organizations like the Authors Guild are there to protect both their members and authors in general. This is a big win for the author community. I am not a member of the Guild yet, but I look forward to becoming a member in the near future. All right, my weekly update. It has been a pretty quiet week for me. I've been putting on the final touches of Hollywood Hearts, the second act, so I can upload the ebook to Amazon and the print version of the book everywhere else, and also trying to re finish recording the audiobook. I've ordered the proof copy, and I'll post the box opening on my author's TikTok page, which is Karen Schober, one word, if you want to follow me. I would love to see you as a follower. And also, this way you can get a look into my writing life and little peeks into both Chemical Attraction and now Hollywood Hearts, the second act. Uh, future books will also be featured there as well. And it's nice to get a little sneak peek of what's to come. The coming week for me will be more set up for the launch of Hollywood Hearts, the second act, since the launch date is February 14th. I've also added a second event I'll be attending, a local Meet the Author, event courtesy of a local library. So I'm looking forward to this one and hope that the weather will be good since this one will be in April and outside. April in my area can be either really beautiful or horrible, so please keep your fingers crossed for me, but I am excited about this and getting out to meet some readers. Uh, so that is what has been going on in my week. I look forward to getting some more work done in this week, and I'm really excited about the relaunch of Hollywood Hearts, the second act, uh, available in uh, Amazon exclusively for the ebook and print everywhere else, and hopefully the audiobook soon thereafter. So, everyone, have a great week. See you soon. This was the Author's Lighthouse, a Fireball Studio production. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the author's lighthouse and if you like the show leave us leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform it really helps get the show discovered and also don't forget to subscribe 
If you have a topic you would like to suggest for a future episode, email it to karen at theauthorslighthouse.com. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, please support the show at patreon.com slash authors lighthouse. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash authors lighthouse. Every bit helps support the show. This was the Authors Lighthouse, a Fireball Studio production. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Authors Lighthouse and on Twitter at Authors LH. And if you like the show, subscribe and leave us five star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps get the show discovered. If you have a topic you would like to suggest for a future episode, email it to Karen at the authors lighthouse.com. That's K A R E N at the authors lighthouse.com. And if you really like this story and want to help more, please support the show at patreon.com slash authors lighthouse. That's P A T R E O N.com slash authors lighthouse. Every little bit helps support the show. And thank you.